So, guys, we are back with another episode of Backpage Baseball. We are here again with myself, Brendan Mallon, Logan Stroven, Brian Needle, Mets, oh. Yankee fans alike, but we all have New York baseball love in common. So, let's take things right off. Uh, we had a really intense um, the rivalry, as it's called, uh, Yankees Red Sox. Yankees swept. I'll just let you guys take the floor and gloat. Well, you, let, you, gotta, you, you have to you have to set the scene first, okay? So, coming into the nine game, the final nine games of the season, the Yankees play the three best teams in their division, and those three teams are separated by three games following this sweep of the Red Sox, and two out of three games being lost by the Blue Jays. So the next six games are massive, but let's rewind a bit to this Boston Red Sox in Fenway series, which was absolutely bonkers and had Twitter literally up in flames, especially yesterday following the like Stanton's second dinger that ended a freaking career. He's actually been a man amongst uh, boys. So let's, let's talk about it. Who watched it? How insane was it? There's a blown call in there. I mean, there's a lot to unpack, especially in game three. Wait, so is the um, Saturday game where the go-ahead grand Let's... slam or just Sunday's game? I, I was really the Sunday's game was even crazier, but right. Saturday's game was wild too. I just wanna I just want to say a couple of things. Two two things. One, this is like classic Yankees this season. Like you have no idea what you're gonna get. The Yankees have lost two out of three recently at home to the Orioles and to the Indians. We were Cleveland baseball team. I don't know what they're called right now. And then, and then two of those Indi- Cleveland baseball team games, they allowed 11 runs back-to-back games to an awful offense. And then we come and sweep in Fenway. Like the team doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense. But what I will say is um, I told Logan before, and I feel like most teams feel this way unless Chris Sale's pitching – we had the pitching matchup, like it was such an obvious like advantage, especially with Cole and Navaldi lining up. But that was an electric series. I- ironically, the Cole start was like the worst game, honestly. Like the last two games were like Montgomery threw a gem, like an absolute gem. And who pitched the game two? Was it Kluber? Cortez. Cortez. Oh, Nestor. My nasty, nasty Nestor. He's probably our second best player, like straight up. No, it was a beautifully pitched series. And you can sum up the series for both the Yankees and the Red Sox by saying that they the, the timely hitting won the series. And for the first time in a while, you could say the Yankees actually clutched up when they needed to, especially in games two and three. Game two, we needed a, a, a grand slam on the bat of Stanton in the eighth to come back. And in game three, I, I mean, a plethora of things happened in the eighth inning again. Stanton also playing a huge part with the go-ahead two-run homer. So he was he had 10 RBIs and three home runs in, two, in three games. First of all, that was yeah, homer Homer in each game. Yeah, like that was nuts. His numbers, by the way. Like I, I know, yeah. uh, Brendan, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong. Stanton wasn't, who did he kill? When he was on the Marlins, like, didn't he have like a crazy? The Mets. I mean, I'm trying to think like a specific pitcher you're talking about. I, I feel like he had some crazy stats against one of the NL East teams, but I can tell you off the bat, his stats against the Red Sox in Fenway are actually absurd. Like more than just this series. Like 
they're literally absurd, even though he's only been here for three years. So that's fun to see. And of course, Judge. So I don't even know where to start with the series, but it was the first game. Kind let's of go. Monotonous. Let's go. Let's go game by game. Let's go over it. I, I, the first game. I don't even right, remember. I have it. them. I, I was at dinner for the first game, but I, I was watching, so I I remember it. So it was an eight three Yankees win over Avaldi. We can never same thing for Rodriguez, and that showed we can never hit Avaldi and Rodriguez, but. We set the tone, game one. I did not know how to feel about the series at all. I was more focused on the Blue Jays series because even with the Yankees sweeping, I still fully expect the Red Sox to finish ahead of us because they get to play Nationals and Orioles to finish the uh, the season. So my focus... is much easier than that. Like yeah, so my, the only plus side is they're all on the road, not at home. But my focus on that. So game one, we start back-to-back singles, judging, um, sorry, DJ and uh, Rizzo. Judge hits a double. I think Stanton grounded out. Glaber singled. We start up 3-0. Stanton hits a three-run homer. Cole allows a homer when it's like kind of already 7-3 or 7-0. Glaber homers. They have that that um that pop-up in the infield that gets dropped. They score a run. Pretty easy win, except for that Devers home run. Like that was like just a I couldn't imagine I couldn't believe he scored three runs in the first. Like what a great, what a great feeling. Just like actually start off strong. Like, oh, like winning a game? That's great. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Unfortunately, the three-run homer hurt Cole's chances again with the uh, Cy Young, even though, like, it didn't matter. But, like, it still hurts. Um, game two, Nestor versus Pavetta. And Pavetta made us look like fucking minor leaguers. Like, we made him look like an absolute ace, which was very frustrating. And, and difficult I- to do because he's, yeah. like, absolutely garbage. But, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. I don't remember how the Red Sox scored their runs, but it was like two one or something. And then I and then Stanton hits the grand slam. And for both of Stanton's second and third homers, I feel like I'm more of a person who shows excitement or depression about sports through text, like than like in person. I'm kind of like just there. Like I'm just kind of like a more common person. I show more expression over text. Even I am like just getting up and I'm fucking like cheering. I'm cursing. I'm like let's go. Like it was so exciting, and it's not that hard distance-wise to get it out of Fenway over the, but it's like it's so high because it's over the monster. But also Stanton like clearly got it over the uh, the tallest sign that was in his way. Like it was incredible. He also hit his third home run, which is in Game Three, in the exact same spot in the exact same inning with the exact same like level of nastiness. Like it was yeah. such a disrespectful home run. Like on the road, like yeah. so gross, game, so disrespectful. Game three was like a game within a game because it was just like so much unpacked in that like inning and a half. I forget how we scored the early runs or like, but I remember, um, oh, we both had a wild pitch, some like stupid shit like that. Or that, maybe that was game two. The Yankee season is the wild yeah. pitch. Yeah, but, exactly. Literally. Yeah. And then um, we had 2-2 game. Um, and then we have the fly out to DJ that's dropped and we're like, fuck, but all right, we can get him. All right. It wasn't fair. We got him out. And then he flies out again and then it's just foul, like just out of play. And then he fouls out again, or he pops up again to Joey Gallo drops at three, two. And I think we're all just sitting there. Like, are you serious? Cause that's also a story of the Yankees season. Like we, you win the first two games and like you lose the third game, which like, if you win two out of three, you feel fine with, but it's not that you lost. It's how you lost. Like also, he so those two balls that were dropped like egregious errors. 
to two gold glovers with Gallo being statistically one of the best fielders in baseball. Like horrible, horrible, horrible. So bad. And then judge, I mean, let's call a spade a spade judge struck out. (laughs) But literally what happened was um, the pitch was thrown judge foul tipped it. And uh, Christian Vasquez caught the ball and tried to transfer it to his throwing hand and dropped it on the transfer. And they called it like a, 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 a dropped third strike. Yeah. So, and then Judge made him pay, hit the double, t- yeah. tied it, I think, or took the lead. I think it, it took, took the lead. lead. It took the lead. And then lead. Stanton, like, oh my, just like that. And so again, also, people, people on Twitter were upset because they were like, oh my God, like Joe West, like blew the game, which he did blow a bad call. Like he did cost the Red Sox two runs. But you have to remember Stanton Homers. There was that. one out. There was one out. So Judge would have struck out and Stanton walks up. And if you, I mean, I, I don't know if you believe in this stuff, but like, Stanton still hits a dinger and like still up. You still yeah. lose this game like straight up. Yeah. Um, so also, wild. It was awesome that it was against Ottavino because Ottavino fucked us over so many times. So like to have him be the one we hit it against, Agent O, you know, just he also that was did not. Awesome. Yeah, no, he didn't get an out. Also, get an out. and if you want to blame the umpire, like I get it in that scenario for like judges at bat, but if you want to also be a Red Sox fan, if you actually like, or Yankees, if you want to actually want to look at it. Part of the reason that inning continued is because Bobby Dahlbeck can't play first base. And actually, neither Dahlbeck or Schwarber could play first base. And Carabas, <laughs> with the, the Barstool Red Sox guy, I know Logan knows, but I don't know if Brendan knows. Oh, um, Brendan knows. We got, I got a tweet from, okay. Bre- I got a text from Brendan that's a Carabas tweet once a All right. week. All right, just making sure. But anyway, Carabas like, has always since the deadline posted like oh we don't need Rizzo and then like post either Dahlbeck or like Schwarber's hitting stats uh yeah hitting stats I will tell there was one example in every all the three games first of all in the first game Rizzo in the first inning made a sick um a sick uh scoop to stop the double play but then also I told you Schwarber literally just completely misplayed a fly ball that made it seven nothing it was a pop-up to the pitcher's mound he just didn't even get a glove on it then Dahlbeck in game two and three, same exact play. Um, it's to the first base side, a fly out. The first one was like right near his dugout. So his people would have helped him, the Red Sox people. The one last night was in judges at bat before he struck out, struck out. <laughs> and like he was, it was he like two, not, I don't, I'm not really good at that feet or inches, but like he had more than more room than he thought he did, but he thought he was too close. So he like held up and like, just like stuck his glove out. Could have easily been an out. So like, you could blame umpire too. You could also probably blame your awful first baseman fielding. I will yeah, say, all right, you go ahead. No, 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 Brendan. I want to hear your input. I also want to hear Let's your input go, on the Yankees. Joe West thing because, like, bad um, like, there's been a couple calls like this even recently. I remember with the Mets with um, Harper. No. Oh, was it was it Conforto or Harper who hit a who? Hit, oh no, it was Real Muto. Remember in the beginning of the year, like two years ago, someone hit a home run and they didn't know if it was a home run and they called it back and it like completely screwed that team. I don't remember what it was, but continue. I was just going to say that um, I don't know. Like, the call definitely was botched. And um, to play devil's advocate, like, there was a long, a long delay between, um, you know, the they're discussing whether it was a strike or not, and the judge walked back, and they called him back from the dugout or whatever. And then, like, you just knew he was going to, like, do something with that extra strike. It's like, judge is way too good of a hitter. And Adovino has not been, you know, he's not been dynamite since being the rock with the Rockies. So Judge got a hit. Um, 
and then Stanton, I guess, like, theoretically, like, um, you know, if he, if he strikes out Judge, doesn't really matter, uh, and Stanton hits a home run, but I don't know. Just the momentum totally changed the ending once the, like, it's not, like, I don't believe in, like, I don't know, like, magic or, like, whatever, like, fate, but, like, once that call was mistake, was, um, was botched, so you just knew the Yankees were going to capitalize in some way, so, and there was a little bit of delay in the game. But uh, I don't know what Alex Cora was just like, kind of shrugging his shoulders in the dugout. Like, get your ass out there. These are, these are must-win games where I think for a wild card, super important that you're the first seed. Especially, you know, the Yankees have played all their wild card games in. I guess they swept the Red Sox in Fenway, so I guess it doesn't really matter that much. But I, I still think it's important to get that one that one seed. This... So it did not show a lot of urgency and. I don't even know why Adovino was the guy to put it in the first place. Like Matt Barnes said, I, I know he's not like closing games anymore. He's been kind of bad the second half, but I trust Matt Barnes in that spot. His better stuff against Stanton Judge. So just him being in that scenario to be with to begin with was bad. And Stanton is really giving off like a Rod two thousand nine vibes in the way that like that's a great call. That's a, a great call. A Rod was kind of considered a disappointment with his first few years of the, with the Yankees, even though his numbers indicate that he was really good. It's not like what he was paid for. Stanton's kind of the similar trajectory where he had okay numbers, but still was booed and whatnot. And he's made this adjustment to where he's gone over that. And he's been super clutch dating back to the playoffs last year, hitting home runs against the Indians and the Rays. He's continued to be a clutch, even more than judge getting clutch home runs and just being the guy they pay for. And, you know, Judge and Stanton have been dynamite, and the pitching has held up, and they really show the Red Sox flaws. Like they can hit as well as the Red Sox can, but the bullpen better. The bullpen's better, and you saw the back end. Who Alex Cora didn't really know who to trust out of Vino has been terrible since last year at the Yankees. So good thing they got rid of him. Um, so surprisingly, the- surprisingly, Robles is like is like actually pitching well right now, which he is hilarious. Yeah, we couldn't hit him. Also, I forget, uh, Brian, I think would remember, Cora made a call in the bullpen. I think it was in game two that was so egregiously bad that we were talking oh about it for God. hours. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was – Um. oh, I got they, a look. Oh, they pulled a lefty. Oh, so, all right, so Rizzo is like ridiculous. Apparently, I think it was it's like the Hernandez guy. I don't know his first name, but it was the Hernandez guy. So, yeah, like I remember, like they they made a pitching change to pitch to Rizzo, but it made no sense analytically. Then Rizzo got on, and then you faced Stanton, I think, and then that's what and then led he hit to the, the grand, grand slam. slam. Yeah. So like, Cora like did not like for a guy that's all about the analytics. For a guy that's like, he's obviously a seasoned vet, and he's played the Yankees a million times in his career now. He really did not have a handle for like any of this series. It was really not a well-coached series. You could argue Boone didn't kill it either. Like the Clay Holmes thing was a little weird yesterday. Oh, that was so bad. I didn't love that. I mean, he's a dog, like a certified dog. He should be pitching every game. But I mean, it kind of it worked out obviously in the Yankees' favor. And now the Red Sox, obviously, they're in a great position. They have to play two of the worst teams in baseball to end the year. They do need to win realistically four or five out of six to make the playoffs because they're only one game up, I think, on on the Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have like that's not a lock, especially because the Yankees can't play the Blue Jays this year. For some reason, we can't win. I agree with that. And um, again, although it was awesome now that we're the first wild card, I didn't view that series as like, oh, we need to pass the Red Sox to pass the Red Sox like. 
I viewed it more as like we just need to win every game imaginable to like yes get in the wild card. Because again, like I told you, like I don't, I still even after sweeping the Red Sox, I still don't think we're gonna get the first wild card, especially since we started zero and seven against the Red Sox. We won a lot at the end. We ended nine and ten, but since we're nine and ten, we're not. If we tie, we don't get the home play the home wild card game. So like I, I still don't think that the Yankees are gonna be the home wild card team. What I do think is that they're in an awesome position, even with their schedule. They literally control their fate. If they win two out of three against the Blue Jays, they are three games up with three to go. They literally just have to win one game against the Rays. So they control how far they go. I wanted to touch on some other things in the series. First of all, awesome to see Severino back. I know we saw him beforehand, but now kind of like in an actual high leverage-ish situation. Yeah, that was huge. He's a he's a a really important player for the Yankees bullpen. I think he could go even more. Also, I don't know how long, but like he pitched two innings twice. I think he go three innings. Well, that's what that's what Boone said. Boone said he can go two to three innings multiple times a week. So like that's very valuable. That's what Luizaga was. That's what Herman could have been if he wasn't the worst. Like there's value there, and and that's what Chad Green used to be before he was the worst. So like, yeah, there's a lot of value. Luizaga is going back soon, I think too. Um, I also want to send a warning because you're going to like, look at that series. You scored eight runs game one, uh, five or six and two and three. And you're going to think, Oh, Yankees offense is back. I'm going to send a warning. The Yankees offense is not back. Aaron (laughs) judge, Aaron judge and John Carlos Stanton are just insanely hot. Like that. Like if you want to say it's back because they're that hot, Fine. Go and ahead. Gallo. Put some respect on Gallo's name. He's been offensive. Gallo, Gallo, even, Gallo even have that good of a series, though, but he has been hot in general. You're right. Not as much this series, but the two series before he had like eight yeah. homers in 13 games. Okay. Pretty scorching. But I'm just going to go based off this series because you look at that eight runs, six of the eight in game, or not six of the eight, sorry, five of the eight in game one were off of Stanton and um, Judge. Judge. One of the runs, like I said, was literally a pop-up that was just misplayed and somehow ruled a single. <laughs> and then game two, it was like five, right? And Stanton four had, of them. obviously had four of them. And then yesterday... Um, well, they accounted for four out of six. Four out of five? Four out of six? Yeah. And then also the other, the fifth run on uh, the second game was the wild pitch. I made a mistake originally, said that was the third game. And then Judge and Stanton had four of the six. One of them was a double. The other fifth one was like a RBI double play by Geo. So like, and DJ apparently is hurt. Like he's playing, but apparently I saw something where he might need like an offseason surgery. So it's like the Yankees' offense is not back. Don't believe that. If not that anyone's really saying it, but <laughs> Judge and Stanton are just insanely hot. So if Stan like Judge has been consistent all year for the most part, but he's had some cold streaks. But if Stanton goes cold, which could easily happen. They kind of fucked, and Voight's not playing, so you know that's awesome. I guess. <laughs> yeah, Voight is. Uh, why would why would we play Voight? Clubhouse, yeah, no. <laughs> every like, game, I'm like, there's no way we don't put Voight in, and then every <laughs> every day the lineup comes out, and I'm, I text like Logan and like our other, um, I text Logan and everything. It's like, <laughs> like where is he? <laughs> like, like these are the most important games, and he can't be seen once. Like, <laughs> yeah, and also every time he plays, like he makes an error in the field, and it's like ah. Like, that's why. Like, it's so tough. But that's basically the Yankees' last three games. That was must-see TV. I mean, that was some of the most entertaining games of the season. Um, happy the Yankees came out on top. 
And we kind of already previewed the next six games for the Yankees. What do you what do you think they go in those two series? I'm going to let Brendan go first because it's also, we should say, it's not just Yankee. I mean, it kind of is, but it's not just Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays. Seattle is one game behind the Blue Jays, and I think the A's are one game behind them. So there's like they're, five teams that are playing, within four games. Yeah, uh, Oakland and Seattle are playing each other right now. There was like some ridiculous scenario where like yeah. a way tie or a four-way tie, which would which is, which is not going to happen. But I want to after we make could happen <laughs> after we make our predictions. Though I want to bring up the most realistic possibility with you guys. I want to see what you guys think about it. But go with your prediction, Brendan. Wait, what so who are the Yankees playing? Though you said the Blue Jays at Toronto, home versus Rays. Remember, Rays already locked up AL East. That's and a tough schedule. I didn't even know they're, they're playing the Rays again. Yeah, we just played the Red Sox, and I think you go five hundred. Okay. All right. So, what do you think? Like, we, this matters though. Do we go like two and one versus Blue Jays, or two and one versus Rays, or three and zero oh versus Rays? Oh, and three. Does that? Matter I'll say two and one versus the Blue Jays, and one and two versus the Rays. If that's the case, we probably make the playoffs. No, we do because we I do told, actually. I do have. I, told I, you, I, you have you know, I, t- I told you if we go if we go two and one versus the Blue Jays, we just need to win one of the. Rays I think games. it's going to be a repeat of what we saw this weekend. I think it's going to be Red Sox at home versus the Yankees. That's my so, prediction. So here. Wait, wait, oh, the Red Sox. Yeah. Red Sox at home versus Yankees. All right, Logan, you go first, and then I'll tell you what Can I Can I say one more thing before? Yeah, I would be course. scared. I would really – I really prefer if, – if I'm a Yankee fan, I really want to face the Red Sox and not the Blue Jays. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand I'm just, percent. I'm just throwing it out there. I, know, I, know what the, I don't know what the record is for the Blue Jays against this year, but – It's worse. The way I, I don't know, Robbie Ray in a, in a one-game playoff – and I know you guys have Kara Cole, but also that lineup with Guerrero, Simeon. Springer. Forget about Robbie Ray. The Blue Jays lineup is if if you're any team in the AL, you should be praying to God you get to play the Yankees or Red Sox and not the Blue Jays. They're they're but I think you can make the argument that Blue Jays are by far the best team out of the three of those. Yeah. It's just with the offense. The pitching does not stack up to the Yankees over the course of a series. But then again, Manoa was great all year. And Barrios is is really solid. I mean, like they, honestly, yeah, they they're 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 the best team in the division aside from the Rays, who are the, maybe the best team in baseball. So like, it's 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 brutal. It's brutal. I would rather play the Red Sox, even though that's like such a charged like series. Also, that game, Yankees Red Sox in Fenway could maybe break a viewership record. Like that would be insane. And it's on a Tuesday night, so like football's not on. Could be insane. Yeah, there was but, no wild card uh, last year, so yeah, it'll be the last one game wild card if MLB expands the playoffs. So having one last wild card, do or die, uh, Yankees Red Sox sounds. And then cool. and then in the NL, it's most likely going to be Mets and Padres. Yeah, you would have thought, the but two- um, no, it'll be it. It could very well be um, Dodgers Cardinals, which it is. It is Dodgers Cardinals or Giants. Cardinals, but oh, I think oh right, Giants can, yeah, 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 yeah. But either if it's if it's Dodgers Cardinals, that's one of the most historic like two teams yeah. in baseball too. Like could be the it could be like the most perfect scenario. But all right, so Brendan thinks it'll be Yankees Red Sox in Fenway. Um, I think I think this gets really tough, and I need some help on the math on this one. I I genuinely don't think that the Rays are going to be starting their guys. The, the Rays are. Obviously, they clinched the AL East. They're six games up on the Astros with six to go for home field. So. Right. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's even a concern. I think the Yankees win one out of three against the Blue Jays. 
and win two out of three against the that's, Rays. That's problematic, though, because if we win, I know if the Blue Jays sweep the Orioles, we would lose. We no, we'd be tied. Which yeah, would we Which have I, to play? I want to set up that scenario. I have a question. I know later, but, but yeah. that's but I think this is so. I still think Yankees Red Sox wild card. I think that the Blue Jays will lose a game in their final series and, and not make it. That would be my prediction. So I think it'll be Yankee Red Sox, but I think the Yankees wins will come against the Rays rather than the Blue Jays. So, yeah. So I originally wanted to say Yankees go four out of six and they um, two out of three in both. And then they clinch a spot as the second wild card behind the Red Sox. Although I'm looking at the pitching matchup and I don't know how I feel. The first one's Tyone Ryu and I mean, Tyone wasn't even sharp when he was healthy at the end, and now he's coming off injury. Then it's Cole Berrios, which I feel good about, not even great, because Berrios has been really nice. And then Kluber Ray, which I feel bad about. (laughs) So I'm going to actually change my prediction to three and three, and um, I'm going to go three and three. I don't know what happens to the Blue Jays Orioles, but I just think when all it's all said and done, I think it will be Yankees Red Sox in Fenway but that brings me up to what I wanted to talk to you about so let's say because yeah the Mariners and A's could get in there but I feel like they won't but um so let's say ends up in a three-way tie which is also unlikely because the Red Sox play these great like these awful teams but you never know they lose one Yankees win four or whatever um so how it works I didn't know this but it's the First team gets two chances. So, like, I think both are home games. And then it's the second team, which would be the Blue Jays, because the Blue Jays have a better record than us, get to choose between these two scenarios, where it's either you get one playoff game at home or you get two cracks at it, but they're both on the road if you lose the first one. So that is insane. Yeah. So it's like, would you rather get one playoff game at home or you fight for your season twice on the road? But if you win the first game, obviously you're in. I don't even know. Like, I don't don't even know how to answer that question. I I think, I think the volume matters. I think going on the road might even be the I I think you have to do the road one just because like you get literally two versus one chances. Like, like if you have like the worst game ever and you're like, that was it. Like, then you're like, fuck, like why? <laughs> but if you're like, like you f- go, you lose eight, nothing in Boston, let's just say, then you're like, okay, well we still have a second game. Season's not over. Like, you, you know, like I think you have to, but like a home playoff game in like Toronto, if you're like the blue Jays, like that has to be like appealing. Like if I'm a Yankees fan, like I'm not disappointed by the fact that we get one playoff game for the tiebreaker in the Bronx, obviously before the wild card. This is for like tiebreakers. I will say though, and Brendan, I feel like I could attest to this. The narrative for the Blue Jays this year is off the charts. Okay. They couldn't play at home all of last year for half of the year this year, they were playing in Tampa and then in a little league stadium. The opportunity for Toronto with a country behind them, with all of Canada behind Toronto playing at home against the Yankees would be unreal. Like you almost think for sure they do that with the ace on the mound. 
Yeah, like, I mean, it's hard. Your it's head, hard Iguodala. To, like, it's, yeah, it's hard to pass up one playoff game at home for the season, even if it is versus two on the road. Like, that's a tough situation to pass up. I and think that smells like a loss for the Yankees. Like, it's so it, that smells it, like an issue. It does, but that's why we win in Fenway because fuck the Red Sox <laughs> if we get that situation. Um, do you guys want to do like a playoff prediction or like do we want to wait on that? I would. Um, what are you gonna say, Brennan? I mean, we can't just do, oh, like a playoff, like a full playoffs. What do you mean? I, you know, I, I personally think, I think I that's think next week. Early. Yeah, right, I think right, it's right, next week. But I do. Before we end, we are we we're not going to do horns and Mets in here. No, would you let me finish? I said before we end. No, just excuse me. Excuse me. Before we end, we need to talk about the Mets' freaking wait catastrophic collapse. Right. Before we talk about the Mets, let's do some closing thoughts on the Yankees. No, the no, Mets don't. Better. Mets don't deserve a lot of time. All right, here are the Yankees. We've been on a roller coaster season. This is like this past week or weekend, two weeks has been prime Yankee season, just throwing us for loops on and off and ever. And I am back on World Series is back on. I truly believe this. And it's like, again, we're such a streaky team. Like we could lose the last six games of the regular season. And I wouldn't even be surprised, but, <laughs> but we, I truly believe this. I'm not going to speak past this. I think the Yankees are going to be the team that makes it out of the wild card. Whether it's a tiebreaker, whether we just in the wild card, I truly believe that. I believe that too. I'm I'm not even like it's not even like me being like a fan like oh like we sh- like I believe like I believe it as a as unbiased as I can be. The Yankees will be the team that makes it out. I cannot wait to lose to the Rays in the playoffs. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah, no, no, but I'm not. I'm not going that far. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just stuck in a wild card. Tough. What do you? Yeah. So that's that's what I think. I don't know. I'm very oh, excited. What do think is going to win the wild card game? Is what you're asking? I, I guess whatever you want to answer. Um, I'll say the Yankees come up a little bit short. I okay. think they flipped the script from this weekend. So that'd be tough. If we lose, that'd be tough. Classic Mets fans. Salty that the Yankees are having a bet. Whoa, I put them in the playoffs, first of all. That's nothing. Also, it is nothing for Yankee fans. Like, want more than the wild card. Yeah, no. If we lose in the wild card, I'll be depressed for a while. Trust me, I know what a wild card loss feels like. The, oh, yeah, the Yankees fans, too. They're the Astros. But you won the last two. I think you guys are due for a loss. I think we've won the last three. I think due for a loss. I'm not due for a loss. <laughs> I think you're due for a loss against the Red Sox if it comes to that. We're so. No. No. Fuck the Red All Sox. All right. Let's talk about the Mets for a few minutes. So let's end on a really great note. Um, you were way yeah. too high on them. Let's just call it how it is. I told you. Got to. Oh, Got to show in those expectations. By the way, i just going to say overall, and then I want you to speak a while, just an overall pathetic season. Like, I know DeGrom got hurt, and I know all that, but the expectations were sky high, and you guys at, like, 45 and 40 were like, oh, my God, we're sitting – not maybe you specifically, but Met fans in general were like, oh, my God, we're having a great season. Oh, my God, we're up in the NL East. We're going to win this thing. And then you literally – botched it and even after the Yankees series you're only like two games out and granted you weren't going to catch the Cardinals because they won like 16 straight or whatever but you did play the Cardinals right after and just got swept like the Mets botched it there is no reason in this awful division where two of the teams are openly tanking 
the Mets should be nine games under 500. Right. Like, that is inexcusable. Now, these are all valid points. So, here's what happened, all right? <laughs> so, the Mets, they were good for the first half of the year. They're oh, they, they, were, they, were, no, no, they were okay. They were average. Like, let's just – let's call it how – they weren't average. average. They were a first-place team. Let's call it like it. They were first-place – That means nothing. All <laughs> like, right. They were average. 10 games over 500, like, going into the All-Star break. So, they were – They were. They actually had a, they had a better – they, they had a solid record going into the All-Star break. That's true. All they right. were 10 games over. Well, let's right. say um, they were playing solidly. They were And they were positioned well. Uh, they there were A lot of their winning was with very little margin for error because a lot of one-run games and a lot of, you know, bench – you know, the first half of the year was all about the bench mob because, you know, there was that month in May where, like, Conforto, McNeil, uh, a lot of those guys were hurt. And it was guys like Jose Peraza and Tomas Nito, uh, Jonathan VR. Like, the bench mob was boring because they had a lot of key hits and they met won a lot of games where it was really dicey. So, also, they were reliant on a lot of great pitching – and defense. So DeGrom, Tywin Walker pitching like an all-star in the first half, Marcus Stroman not having any side effects after a layoff. So that's what really paved them on their way for a good first half. So what happened in the second half? So the defense progressed. They played over their heads defensively. So they saved a lot of runs that, you know, they could not prevent in the second half. Uh, the pitching, they got, I don't want to say tired, but DeGrom got hurt. Tywin Walker came back down to earth showing that, like, he pitched – has not thrown this many innings in a while. He also was cheating, and he stopped cheating. That's also partly true. I mean <laughs> – he, he was bad ever since the sticky stuff thing, just putting it out there. Okay, we can talk about that. All right. Um, <laughs> a lot of their depth with, like, Lucchese and Peterson going down. You have Carrasco, who was kind of rushed back after a lot of injury setbacks and him not really being effective, so – the pitch and Tyler McGill coming up and being impressive early on, but then uh, him showing fatigue towards the end of the season. So that's a lot of pitching fatigue and regression on defense. And also what was you were expect. So the Mets were good in the first half based on pitching and defense. And you expected those things to regress in the second half, but you were always expecting the offense to kind of make up for that lost ground. And the offense just never came around. You always thought that guys of career, you know, McNeil, Conforto, Lindor, professional hitters, even Dom, who in 2019, 2020, you know, in a large sample size, was a really good hitter. J.D. Davis, you know, I can go on, I can go on and on. But besides Brandon Nimmo and Pete Alonso, this offense has sucked this year. And, you know, the pitching and the defense finally coming back to earth, the offense was not able to sustain itself. And then that's just proved that they weren't that good at the end of the year because their offense just, I don't know how it's happened, but – they really have to pull a Cubs and kind of like not trade everyone away, but kind of re-envision their core because guys you thought were like long-term answers like McNeil, Dom Smith, maybe even J.D. Davis, you don't know now. You really can like pencil Lindor who, you know, whatever he'll be. I think he'll be better next year. He's had some positives in the second half. I mean, he can't, he, he really can't be much I mean, he's, he's not like horrendous he's been, season, he's been but, like 2020 lindor since like may which is not even which not even like really that much of a compliment but like he was a 250 you know, hitter he's better than yes. that he's better than that so he'll be better next year probably yeah so, so let's imagine before the year i told you because as a yankee fan like i understood that you wanted to sign lindor so bad like to an extension so you don't have to well, worry everyone, about it everyone but Everyone we knew the number was too high. Imagine before the year, I told you Lindor would be hitting under 230. <laughs> it would be depressing. 
It's more so <laughs> being also, like, imagine if you like didn't how about sign Conforto, him. though, like, hitting up um, under two thirty. Like yeah, but like thing. yeah, but you didn't sign Lindor uh, Conforto to the third largest yeah. contract in baseball. Isn't okay, it? no, you're right, Brian. But to be fair, Conforto was very much in line for a massive deal going into this year. If anything, the Mets actually should be licking their chops. They don't have to pay Conforto anymore. Because like. They were about to pay him $200 million potentially. Just think, think, now they don't. Just think about how much less they could have given Lindor if they didn't sign. They wouldn't have signed Lindor. They would have signed yeah. Baez instead. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Imagine, imagine if they had uh, Baez and Lindor both becoming free agents. And now people are saying that you know, the Mets should bring back Baez, which I'm, I'm still on the fence about, but I'm kind of coming around to it. But He's Baez been your best player been, for a while. You would have. Yeah. Baez has been great. Baez. I'm saying he's been your best player. I was just gonna say, like Baez has been, like Yoan Cespedes esque. I know, like you know, Cespedes they went to the playoffs that year, but Baez has actually numbers. very similar, very similar better locker numbers. room too. Yeah. yeah. What like, do you, what do you expect out of Lindor next year? Just curious because I'm looking at his past couple of years and they really just aren't impressive. I think he'll hit 25 home. I think. Well, he. We, he missed like a month or so. So the power is actually pretty career wise, like where he's at. I meant, I meant more average. Um, average wise, 260, 270 maybe, but I think more of the 250, 260 hitter. Honestly, I wish his, I, if his batting average is around there, I wish his OBP would be a little bit higher, like around like the 370, 380. He doesn't like walk that much. He kind of, you know, he's becoming more of a swing and miss. I wish he could walk more, be a little bit more selective. He's also had like really weird splits. He's been a lot better batting average wise from the right side this year. His power has been off from the left side, but Lindor is a better contact hitter from the right side. So I just, you know, that's why a little bit of his batting average has been like so low. But yeah, I think he'll be better next year. Um, and get worse for that was, high of a contract. Yeah, but um, to watch what to watch in the final week, I know like. There's really nothing. They lost five in a row. They won in their last nine games. Center uh, guard potentially is a factor for next year. He's mismade a uh, rehab start for AAA and could potentially be activated this week for like a you know a bullpen role, like a one or two inning appearance. But he's not going to throw any breaking balls. He's only going to throw fastballs probably. And a lot of people want to see him back next year, like a one year qualifying offer. But to me. I don't think he's worth 18 or so million for one year. I think I would just give him like a low. I don't know. He's, he's, he's not pitched in two years. So you're just be paying him on name value alone. Wait, I have a very interesting proposition though. Cause coming off of two years off, just like Syndergaard, you presented Stroman with a qualifying offer. He accepts it and then balled out this year. Does that change anything for you? For for Syndergaard, I mean, you know, he's we, he was just being a bitch last year. Like Syndergaard had Tommy John. Bro, I don't, I don't. I, you're lucky Strowman probably isn't going to see this because that would not go over well with Strowman. <laughs> well, no, Brendan has always hated Strowman. Like, I, it's a fact. He I hate injury, him. Can I, he opted out because of can COVID. I just, can I just can I just put this out there? If Marcus Strowman, if you ever see this, I don't have those views on you. I think you're great. All right. I mean, he's literally not great, but he's, he's no, no, had an no. amazing. No, game. no, I don't mean like great like that. Well, I, I'm a fan. All right, I think he's a little <laughs> soft, but that's he fine. hates the Yankees, bro. He's so he's such a hateful person. Like he, I'm not a fan, bro. But, I, yeah, but, I mean, Strowman, Brendan, I, does that change I anything for you though? Because it is an interesting like point Marcus, to make. Not my views. All right. Um. Wait. So yeah. So comparing no. Yeah. It kind of makes sense a little bit, but like again, like Strowman was like. 
it's different because you, you Syndergaard, you don't know what he's gonna be like after two years. Like two years is a big difference in one year. And it is. Was, we had Severino like that. We just seen him twice. He's been really. It bad. it is also very much like Severino, who I mean, the Mets have to pay Syndergaard right now. Thankfully, the Yankees don't have to pay Severino. I don't know what but Severino would be. Him, worth. I think they can just give him like a cheap. You know, no one's gonna give him more than a one year deal, like a one year incentive. You know, like if you catch a hundred innings, the but value you can get a Kluber. You can get a Kluber like a Kluber, yes, like a one-year, ten mil with, with incentives. That's I think he'll get more than that. To be honest with you, he has a he has a big track record. So maybe a man, maybe Kluber. But I will say this: early prediction, he'll be on the Padres next year. I'm I'm willing to bet. What a mess! Willing to bet the farm. <laughs> Overrated starting pitchers: Blake Snell, you Darvish, Noah Syndergaard. Yep, it kind of re- it rolls off the tongue really well. <laughs> Brendan, I've been harsh on the Mets, and I'm surprised Logan hasn't been more harsh on the Mets, but I just have a serious question for you. Yeah. So, like, this point in the season, unless Syndergaard, like, starts, like, are you watching them right now? I'm not. Well, i actually been watching at work because there's really nothing for me to do, but um, there's nothing. If, if um, I would watch a Syndergaard, if I knew Syndergaard was. No, 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 no. That doesn't count because that's actually exciting. The Grom. <laughs> the Grom could maybe pitch against the Braves, but what? I I will just... hold my breath. I'm not holding my breath against that. I right. still think that's a dumb, that's dumb, dumb. dumb and basically, yeah, you answer my question. So unless there's like actually something to look forward to, like, well, you know, just not going to put yourself. They've been playing bad. Like I, I usually don't like having the mentality of like, Oh, like let's finish the year strong. It's kind of sounds like a loser mentality, but like they've been like just lifeless for the last like two weeks where, you know, Nimmo and Baez and maybe Pete Alonso hits a home run once in a while. They've been bad. Their pitching is just like on fumes right now. Carrasco, Tywin Walker, I, I, he's not even the same person anymore. Tyler McGill is, you know, he's been good for a rookie, but he's, you know, passes innings, it passes innings limit. Uh, I and I don't know. I kind of like the vindicate vindication to be honest, because like I told like I told Logan this a lot throughout like a way, and the Yankees haven't been like nearly as good in the regular season as they have been like in recent years. But, like, I knew for a while the Yankees were so much better than the Mets. And that's they're just in a bad division with, like, players that were hurt or, like, like other teams. Obviously, the Mets had their own injuries. But, like, they're winning this, like, crap division. Like, I was like, there's no way they're better. And I'm just glad that I was proved right. Well, I, with- I hate doing this, but, like, if Lindor and Conforto McNeil play to the back of their baseball cards, not saying they're better, but they're a lot better than what they've been this year. Yeah, now you don't know who I mean, they are. I mean, yeah, Yankees could say that too about it. Like DJ had no, like his that's, worst that's season. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I'm just saying, I'm glad about that. And also, like, my fans annoy me. I'll still say this about the I just Mets. call it like it is. I don't sugarcoat things. They are playing say- up the first half because pitching and defense is, is exciting to me. But you always thought the offense would come back to life. But go to Logan. My thing with the Mets, I, I, my biggest issue with them the whole entire year was their handle their handling of their entire front office. I thought the whole that whole entire situation reeked. It reeked the whole year. I I said they should have fired Rojas to start the year. They they half-assed the whole thing. I couldn't have been more right about that. And I I it's unbelievable how messy that situation got and then how bad it it, it reared, reared its head with the whole like, you know, we talked about this last episode but like the fans with the bias booing and shit, like all of this got so messy and that the, the organization could not shed the, the, the stink of this whole mess. If I'm the, if I'm the Mets this year, 
call this year a wash because you don't want to remember this one. The next year, they best start fresh. And they're looking at some amazing, amazing front office personnel right now. Like, um, they're looking at Epler, right? And the, and the A's guy. So, like, they're... Billy they're Bean. Yeah, Billy Bean. So, like, they're looking for amazing... They're looking for amazing people. Go get them if you somehow get them into... I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to get them to New York, but... Steve Billy Cohen, Bean just makes a ton of sense because, like, the A's don't want to pay him. and like, I know, but Billy Bean his whole MO is like not spending money and he has the richest owner, but who knows either way, either way, Mets go get your guy and maybe interview a couple of women along the way. Make sure he's not a pedophile or a molester or something. That's that would be big. Yeah, that would be huge. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be huge. And then also get a good manager, get yourself a Girardi type that can whip your guys into shape, then fire him in four years and get a young guy. That's what everybody does. I wouldn't want Girardi for the Mets if I were the Mets. I, I, I think, don't either, but I'm using him as an example. I think a Bob Melvin would be great. Well, that, that was the thing. It was Bob I Melvin and two, Billy Bean coming up. That if you get Bob Melvin, Melvin, that'd be amazing. That's what Ken Rosenthal wrote about, a package of uh, Billy yeah. Bean and Bob Melvin. I think I think one – I think both of them is too good to be true. I think I'll, oh, I'll settle for one of them. I, I would what be happy mean? with one of them. Yeah. Yeah, you would. I, I'd rather I'd rather have Billy Bean, but so Bob you Melvin's want, amazing. I actually would rather have Bob Melvin, but I – I, you you want Luis gone, right? I do. I mean, I you have to. <laughs> At this I, point, he, like, well, he picked a really bad month to have a really bad. You know, he picked the the wrong time to start sucking ass at managing. Like I thought he was, <laughs> like the way he handled all the injuries and stuff, all that like roster management in the beginning was I fine, was smart. Was but then, like he towards the end, just zero urgency and just a lot of he's very like. Not he's more of a scouting manager. Like he doesn't really use analytics. Like he's very archaic in terms of like oh, righty righty, lefty lefty. And like he'll send up his worst. He'll send up like Albert Amor, who's like the crappiest hitter alive, because he's facing a lefty. But have a, hasn't gotten a way hit. better hitter who's a lefty sit in the bench. Said even though it's oh it's not lefty, it's not you know righty righty or lefty lefty. So like this archaic shit. Like get a new guy. Like. I think the obvious guy, if not Bob Melvin, would be Carl Speltron to bring back, which I'm not even that excited about either because that's the thing. I I, I'm just tired of like, Rolo. you know, I think Rolos. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like it. it either. But like realistically, like they're not hiring a Buck Show Walter, like an experienced guy. Besides like a Bob Melvin, like it's going to be a Buck's first in the yes studio. Buck Show Walter's in the Yes studio nowadays. Yeah, he is, <laughs> which is hilarious. But I don't know. You don't need. Oh, I would hate if they went back to Beltron. That'd be a classic Mets move. That's like them going back to get um Sandy Elderson. That's why like, I really wouldn't fire I hate Lewis. It. I think he was. I think here's what I would do quickly because I know we're kind of been running long. But um, Sandy Elderson, I I do not like him. I think a lot of this problem stems from him and him being a dinosaur. And he's all, literally bad. He's literally also. Bad. I've read stuff that like woman came up to him and say, Hey, you should like not hire this guy. And then he, I forget what the role was, but he hired this guy back anyway, even though woman said like he shouldn't. So like, I don't know. He's garbage. I I actually would keep Zach Scott. I think what he did, you know, he did a dumb thing, but like, he didn't like, you know, molest someone like he, you know, he made dumb, you know, if he call like a, you know, I actually forgot about him. I like forgot that there was also the DUI. All right, continue. I actually would keep him. I thought he did a pretty good job as GM. And that um, wasn't their big that wasn't their worst thing that they did. Like it that's like a thing you can like, you know, remediate uh, for human. Like you you didn't like actually I don't know. I would keep him, get a president of baseball ops above Zach Scott, 
get rid of Sammy Allison or like make Sammy Allison like a, cons- a consultant, like make him like a background guy. Uh, I would keep. I mean, they're not gonna keep Luis Rojas, but I think he will be better a year, for, you know, next year. And then you, if there's an obvious, more obvious, you know, firings and there's a guy you can replace him with next year, you can do that. But I don't Luis see the president of baseball keeping Luis Rojas. So. Since, since we're on the subject, I'm going to just flip it. Or unless you guys have one more thing to say about the Mets, I just want to flip that one more thing to the Yankees before we sign off. Or do you guys have something else to say? Well, actually, this could be, this could be interesting because I know what Brian's about to say. say I don't think Boone will be fired. And I know a lot of Yankee fans. Oh, no, way, no way he's going to get fired. Yeah, no, I no, know he, a lot of. He might. He might. No, he, will not, he will not. I know. I know. A know lot of, I know he won't. You know, I know a lot of Yankee fans like I've been hoping for it. Unless and even this, I still don't think he will. Unless the Yankees go 0-6 or like 1-5 then this season. I don't, I like think there's literally no way he does. But I, I don't think there's a way he gets fired. And honestly, like I'm not even the biggest Boone hater. I don't I don't mind if he's back. Like I, I don't know if there's a better option. Like that's my um, thing with Rojas. Unless like, unless the Yankees are getting like Bob Melvin, which like seems unlikely. Like I mean, my thing with Boone is that like he he's made errors like every manager has. He just faces a lot more scrutiny because he's in New York. But people don't realize how prolific his record is right now. Yeah. on this Yankees team like he has a ridiculous he's had a he's had a ridiculous career as a manager so far like I just think yeah like I think like sometimes he's I don't know like because Brendan was bringing up the Cora thing like after the strikeout he was like oh like why are you staying in the dugout like we've Boone's done that so yeah. many and times and I think even when we're like losing with the media like he just has a calming presence which like we don't always want we're like no like shut up like don't say double don't say double plays or what the best or he says <laughs> good, good like, don't say, a don't say the best teams in the double plays it's us <laughs> and the nationals the nationals are tanking like no like be honest like be more critical or something like we're just he's missing that like edge but like so is rojas they both are they're they're but, actually um, similar in that way yeah. but i i don't see there's a i'm not upset about it either like but i just don't see a way in which he's not back and i'm honestly fine with it like i don't really care. i think he's okay man i think he's fine uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, while we're on talking about managers, I it'll it's gonna be so satisfying when the Padres fire their manager, and I'm surprised he still has a job. Like that's how disappointing. Like the Mets have been disappointing. The Padres have been like oh, most disappointing, worldly yeah. disappointing. By far the most disappointing team in the MLB this season. Not horrendous. Uh, I'll do one. Yeah, I agree. One more quick thing. Um, no. Nice. I mentioned Baez having like a really good second half, but in you know since being traded. And I mentioned that like I'm kind of 50-50, but kind of you know on kind of. I don't know why you're against it. <laughs> because I just don't like the idea of. I think I told Logan like I don't like him and Lindor are those kids in high school that like they <laughs> cause trouble in class and you have Dude. to separate them and move their seats. It's like it sounds like you got bullied in high no, school and if, you don't want them to like, <laughs> like. I just want to put it out here: if Met players ever heard this, like. They would hate you. Like you utterly shat on Strowman for basically no reason, and and then you you shat on Strowman for no reason. And he now you're saying out of the season after he was he collected his paycheck for 2020. That's what happened. Okay, it was COVID. That's, That's like, also I, true. I, yeah. It's fair, but it was also like he was COVID. warming up for the season. He knew what COVID was. He was warming up. He had a heel injury. He decided. No, yeah, no, Brian Strowman sucks. Strowman sucks. He's the All worst. Right. Anyway, so your your message, Strowman would hate you, and then Javi Baez and Lindor would both hate you because they're like, we don't want you to re-sign Baez because they're best friends. 
Like, that's well, been, look what that's best like friends. But you know what? You know what? Though I'm glad you brought this up. You know what? Best friends. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, you, you did bring it up. I'm, no, just no, like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad. Just... I'm glad you. I'm glad I'm talking about this. <laughs> look where friendship and chemistry gets you. <laughs> it doesn't anything. So I, really I, good if, friends. If we learned anything from this year, if we learned anything from this year, it's that friendships and oh, we love each other and oh, this is a great group of guys. It means shit if you to don't be, have the talent or the, to the be roster. Fair, to be fair, Lindor was shit before Baez got here. No, no, no but Brian. I, I'm just saying, okay. I'm saying, but the fact that, oh, we have to play together, we're best buds. Like, I just think that's a stupid reason to not want him on. No, 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 no. <laughs> the actual reason why I don't want to pay him is because he's really not my, like, pro, you know, OBP is low, a lot of strikeouts, very, like, mm. hot, cold. So, from a baseball reason, I don't want to give him, like, a ton of money. But I also just, so yeah, it's not just because like I, you know I don't like them being friends. Like it's not, it's not that's not really the reason. Like I think he's just not a smart investment long term. Yeah, just I Met, agree. Met players know that we have different takes. All right. No, but I will say this, Brian. I I'm a huge Baez fan. I I love him a lot, and I wouldn't be mad if the Mets got him. But this is what I told Brendan: you're gonna pay Baez shorts elite shortstop money to play second base. That's not a good investment already off the bat, and. He's the streakiest hitter in the MLB, probably. So, like, mm, I don't love it. There's better options. Get get yourself the guy that every team wants, Marcus Semyon. He's a much better fit if you're going to go for that. But I will say this, just because it was funny that Brendan brought up how, like, the Mets clubhouse is all best friends and they're all trash at baseball. The Yankees, like, A-Rod and Jeter literally hated each other and they won, like, six rings. So, like... Well, not A-Rod. Well, not A-Rod, but you know what I mean? Like... They or they won one at least together. Yeah, like they won oh nine together. Like sick. Like you know what I mean? That like respect the drip. Like you don't have to love each other. Like I almost like that Tatis and Machado got into it the other day. Like good. Machado should be bullying this kid. Like shows. Like you know what I mean? Like you need to have yeah. some fight in your locker room. Rojas is a little munchkin that doesn't want to like well, offend yeah. anybody. Well, because they're all so super positive, but any sort of criticism they get super. You know they're infuriated by which it, which is like, hilarious no, because their calling... owner, their owner, criticizes them on Twitter every other day. So he should like... be the fan. Good, they, they've been sucking. <laughs> I don't even. For the first time, I'm actually agreeing. Like, I in the beginning, I hated that Steve Cohen was talking down against his players, and I still don't like that he talked down against the players. But he should have been talking down to his manager, who's propping up his players like they're six year olds getting a spelling bee champion. When in reality, they actually can't play together, and they're not even doing their yeah. jobs. You know what? You know what's refreshing about the Yankees, and not that like we haven't we haven't come through with it though. But I feel like with like the Mets, the Giants, the Jets, the Knicks, like our expectations at this point are so low that like you know like anything excites us. Like the Giants, like at this point, are just like we just lost two straight weeks on a field goal, and it's like ah, like you know, like whatever, like <laughs> that's football. <laughs> like we're we're gonna keep on keeping on, and the like the Jets suck, and it's like ah, oh, yeah, we're good. The Mets, like, I mean, I'm sure they will make some changes with Steve Cohen, but it's like also it's like this is this is reality. This is what it's been. Like, what are we gonna do to change it? Probably nothing. At least with the Yankees, like if they're like sucking and underperforming, we're like actually like mad. Like, no, you guys suck, get it together. Or you know, like early in the season, Cashman, we were like near 500 and Cashman had to have that presser and be like, Yeah, we suck. Like, this is embarrassing. Like, <laughs> like we had like a top 10 record in the MLB, and he was like, like we literally are the trashest team ever. It's hilarious. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's just nice to actually have some expectations because like with the Giants, 
I mean, I'm not a Jet fan, but like with the Giants, Jets, Mets, and even the Knicks, like before this year, it's just like we got excited because we were actually like good, like for once. Like other than that, it's just like, ah, like we're the Knicks, like we suck. Like that's just reality. Like it's it's nice to actually have some expectations on like actual winning, even if we're not meeting them. And then it's like, all right, well, now we're disappointed. Like, there you go. Like the Giants have just like gotten used to it. It's like, oh, well, they're going to disappoint me. Like Met fans just need to feel something. It could yeah. be pain. It could be sadness. It can be despair. I'm more confused. I, I, and it will, you know, a week or two from now, when we talk about the off season, we'll go into like more like, well, oh. I think Yankees might have a season still going on there, bud. No, that's true. All right. Let's say, a month <laughs> from now. let's say a month from now, but realistically it could be two weeks. Um, it, could, it could be one week. It could be a week. It could, <laughs> be, <laughs> half, be, could be half a week. Could be I'm half a just week. confused as a Met fan because I'm questioning. It's like, you know, you're kind of questioning your whole like identity with like, you know, college, high school. Now I'm questioning like players that like I always thought were like good, like McNeil Smith. Like I'm just okay. like, yeah, I'm just confused and I don't know where they go from here. Yankees, it's kind of the same stories. Like you know, every year is like they well, have. Our, really- we don't know with Glaber. Glaber's the guy that we're like, ah. Like, yeah, I, I feel never, a lot I've better about Stanton. I, feel a lot better about Stanton right now. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. I am not high on Glaber at all. I think you loved him going into the year, though. You have him in fantasy. That's not true. You took him in like the you fourth. Him, you, you know, that, you was guys, ben, that was a Ben pick. You guys took him in the fourth oh. round in fantasy. Not high on him. That I, I was not high on him. We got to make some sacrifices. And he actually has been coming alive. So, By the way, I won the fantasy baseball league. Everyone congratulate me. <laughs> it's actually the worst thing that happened this year. Literally the worst thing that I could have <laughs> Like your team was actually insane. I don't know why Shirt. I mean, all right, your team was objectively like way better than I'll cut this out, but this was objectively way better than Shirt Hawks. Like no, you have to own. keep it in. You have to keep it in. Duh. Like I know it was way better. No, but Todd was like, <laughs> oh, like my team's like, or my pitching is better, and like our hitting is comparable. It's like, no, it's not, Todd. Like, no, it's not even close. <laughs> they actually got fleeced. Yeah. Brian won like nine one, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty dominant. It was destroyed. Yeah. You had Harper and Tatis. That alone through the month of September should have won you a chip. And Paul? Paul Goldschmidt? Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, my God. Paul Goldschmidt is a certified freak, man. And Judge? Oh, my. It was unreal. Unreal. (laughs) All right, stop gassing him up. He's already, like, doing really well this month. (laughs) I'm doing well on fantasy football, though, so I'm I'm confident in that end. Well, I'm 3-0 in one league. Oh no, I lost this week. I'm actually, I'm actually down bad. Logan's down bad. Logan, wait, I gotta, I gotta share this before. In one of our leagues, Logan, his team is projected 180. It's a high scoring league, but it's fun. Um, was projected 180 <laughs> before week one. He was like, I'm projected 180 week one. Like, just give me my trophy. We're three weeks in. Logan is 0 and three, and he failed to score 100 points. That is okay. Okay, okay, okay. I have McCaffrey, AJ Brown, and Juju get hurt all in the first quarter of their games this Still. week. No, but it wouldn't be as bad if you weren't 0-3. You're 0-3, though. Yeah, and I had first overall pick. I'm actually canceled. Also, I had Dobbins as a keeper, then he got hurt. Like, this maybe, is not my year, clearly. Maybe, maybe next year, listen to me and trade your first-round pick. It's just meant to be. It just is. Pain. All I know is pain. It's pain. So that wraps this episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Manscaped, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our sponsor at... Uh... <laughs> Manscaped.com. Um, please sponsor us, by the way, if you're still listening. Oh, but, no, uh, yeah, man- wait, yeah, they definitely should. Yo, actually, Brian and I, huge Manscaped guys. <laughs> no, yeah, man, like, uh, wait, I got, hold on one second. Ooh, get your lawn- lawnmower 3.0. Oh, uh, it's, it's charging right now, but, like, no one will ever see this, but I the do right have The right tool for your family jewels. Yeah, no. Literally, the, the tagline. Yeah, no, if you want to sponsor, like, I'm there. Like, <laughs>
Oh, brother. You know who is big balls? Giancarlo Stanton. All right, guys. That <laughs> wraps it up for this episode of Backpage Baseball. We'll be back, hopefully. He said it. He said it not us. <laughs> See you later, boys. Take care.